the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. We talked a little bit about why there is no law on it and touched on love itself. About how all of these together are there because the opposite keep us from inheriting the kingdom of heaven. How the fruit of the love, uh, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, produces different things in our life based on the way that we treat people and on just the effect that love has on ourselves and those around us. We talked about love in the life of the Christian. And where we ran out of time, we were about to get to joy. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy, and there are things that joy produce in our life. It comes from the Greek word chara, which can be joy or gladness or even delight. It is integral to the kingdom of God. Romans 14, 17 says, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We also know that it is a gift from God, closely related to our faith and hope. Romans 15, 13, And now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. We know that joy is a blessing to sustain us in times of persecution. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, And ye became followers of us, and of the Lord, having received the word and much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. And we know that it can be described as inexpressible and full of glory. 1 Peter 1, 6-8 Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if, ye, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish through, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen ye in love, and whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and glory and full of glory. So those led by the Spirit will produce the fruit of joy in their lives. It's a simple byproduct that's inevitable. If you make water cold, it freezes. If you make it hot, you get steam. If you touch electricity, your muscles tense up, you pull away or lock up. Some things are just cause and effect and it doesn't change. You throw something up in the air, it comes back down. And if you are led by the Spirit, it will produce joy in your life. So how does that present? What does joy in the life of the Christian look like? Well, it should be a constant presence in our lives. That doesn't mean that we never have anything put in front of our face, ever. Doesn't mean that we're never sad about anything in our lives. But it does mean that it's a constant in our lives. Even through that sorrow, there should be a joy. Philippians 4.4 4, 4, 4 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Don't just do it once, let's do it again. We should be finding joy in our association together. Philemon 1.7 says, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Verse 120 says, Yea, brethren, 
Let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. When you're together with your family, it should be just like any other family get together. Everybody should be smiling and happy to see each other. We should bring joy to one another with the fellowship that we receive. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20 says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. As Christians, we ought to be able to find joy even in difficult circumstances. James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Well, how in the world does this work? Find joy in negativity. Well, he gives a good example here. Find joy in the fact you were tempted because it worked out patience. You get a flat tire, but look at that, you met a new friend. You wake up late, but because you woke up late, you end up missing a horrible accident. There's joy in everything if you know where to look, and some things are really obvious, like the blatantly obvious ones I just threw out there. But even in the most least obvious circumstances, something that to most people would be a horrible thing, if you know how to look and you have the right attitude and outlook on life, you can find the joy therein. And that's something that we should be able to do. We should be finding joy even in difficult circumstances. And that's especially when suffering for Christ. Uh, there are plenty of reasons in life to get picked on or to have people talk stuff about you or whatever the case may be in your circle. Uh, whether it's that or physical persecution or even incarceration as time goes on. If you suffer in any way for Christ, that suffering should be counted for joy. 1 Peter 4.13 says, But rejoice in as much if ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. A good question to ask is, do we manifest that we walk by the Spirit in regards to our joy? Are we bitter about absolutely everything that goes on? Or do we find joy in all these little things? Do we always try to see the silver lining? Do we walk around with that agape love toward other people? Walking in love, experiencing joy. Well, with those situations, it's understandable that those led by the Spirit would also have a peace. If you walk in love and you find joy in everything, that ought to bring a peace about you. The fruit of the Spirit is also peace. And the peace that the, fruit, that the Spirit produces is a peace that's unmatched by other earthly pieces. Greek word, Ariini. I probably butchered it. Irene. I did butcher it. Irene. Or Irene. It turns into Irene. That makes it for a good name to give a kid who doesn't talk. Irene. Several different ways to say it, none of which are the way that I pronounced it. Irene. And if I've got the other part of it right, it's peace between individuals. Maybe. Sort of kind of. Just peace. Well. And whatever peace with God, peace with your family, peace between individuals, or countries. Peace in general and in any context we need it to be. Peace. So peace between individuals, God, country, harmony, concord. 
it would be the kind of result of those who set their mind on the things of the Spirit. If your th mind is on the things of the Spirit, it's like talking about the law of love. If you love your neighbor, you don't hurt your neighbor. If you love your wife and kids, you don't hurt your wife and kids. If you love the stranger down the street, you don't hurt the stranger down the street. And if you are seeking peace with those around you, it's easier done if you've already got your mind set on the things of the Spirit. Romans 8, 5 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, after the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is peace. So if you're led by the Spirit, these things are all coming naturally to you, the love, the joy, and as we move forward, the peace. It's also an integral part of the kingdom of God. Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We know that this peace is also a gift from God, which is closely, closely related to our faith and hope. Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So those led by the Spirit will produce the fruit of peace in their lives. So when you talk about peace in the life of a Christian, this involves a peace with God when it's justified by faith. Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by our faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the idea of peace with God sounds really amazing, especially if you've either read the New Testament or watched any of the crazy uh, religious movies out there, no matter what real or fake God it is, when people don't have peace with God. That's not a scenario that I would like to experience, and I would think nobody else would either. But peace with God, that's something that we could all enjoy. And of course, just taking this one verse, we know that it can only be done through our Lord Jesus Christ. It involves peace with man as well, which is made possible by Jesus' death. Ephesians 2, 11 through 19 says, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments contained in the ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that are nigh. For through him we both have access by the Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens <coughs> with the saints of the household of God. Fellow citizens. Actually part of the family. Actually somebody who belongs there. And this doesn't just involve having peace with God and peace with those around us, but it also involves peace within self. Something else we receive from God through prayer. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
We've all heard the saying, whether it be in a church or out of a church, you can't love anyone else till you love yourself. Well, I think peace is another one of those things that's going to be awful hard to keep with those around you if you don't have peace with yourself. You can't be constantly beating yourself up. Especially when it's probably over things that Jesus has already said. What's that? What are we talking about? I've forgotten all about that. I thought we were moving on. You have to have a peace with yourself as important as it is to have that same peace with those around you and to have peace with your Lord so that you can continue to grow in your walk in this world. We need to ask ourselves, do we manifest that we walk by the Spirit in regards to our peace? Is that where we are in our walk, or is that one of the next things we need to work on? There's quite a contrast between, between the Spirit and the flesh. Those who walk by the Spirit experience things like love, joy, and peace, things that can make our lives a lot easier and a lot better. Those who indulge in the lust of the flesh experience things like hatred, jealousy, and outbursts of wrath. Now that's just a very small sampling of each category, but just looking at those alone, we can see how differently the outcomes of our life can end up. And we can easily ask ourselves which one we would rather have and know that we would rather have our part of the Lord. A life infused with love, joy, and peace by the Spirit of the Almighty God versus a life infected with hatred, jealousy, and outbursts of wrath due to fleshly lust. By the grace of God, all who have been born again of water and the Spirit and are willing to walk in the Spirit can experience the wonderful love, joy, and peace that the Lord offers, even with even more, as we'll see in our next few lessons, because these two verses have a whole lot of meaning in them. But it's something to think about now, even if we are doing our best to walk in the walk, even with just these three categories, where are we with that? Are we where the Lord wants us, or are we still working on it? And if we're trying to work on it, are we trying to muddle through it alone, or have we realized that without Christ, we're not going to make it? At that, we're going to have the invitation like we always do, and that's open for anybody. If you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no time like the present. You're still breathing now. There's no guarantee in 10 minutes. And if you're a Christian, you could have any number of needs, and your family's here for you also, because we all stand and sing.